The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. We know that during the provincial election campaign, there was a lot of tough talk from now Premier Kenny about how to handle BC and the ongoing dispute about the proposed expansion of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Now, on the campaign trail, he said this. Within an hour of being sworn in, we will hold a cabinet meeting. And the first item on the agenda will be to proclaim into law Bill 12, the turn off the tax legislation. Now he is officially premier. Jason Kenney is saying this. Clear it is not our intention uh, to uh, reduce shipments or turn off the tap at this time. We simply want to demonstrate uh, that uh, our government is serious about defending the vital economic interests of Alberta. Joining us now is Markham Hislop, the publisher of Energy News and the author of the new Alberta Advantage. Hey, Markham. Hi, Jalen. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. So I, I listened to those two clips kind of closer, and um, I guess, you know, it's just a change in tone more than anything, what he did say that he was going to do this afternoon after, you know, Cabinet met for the first time was, was uh, you know, uh, get to work on that bill, proclaim it. Um, but it always kind of made it sound like he was going to turn off the taps, but it uh, doesn't sound like that is actually the case. Well, he wouldn't be the first premier to be elected who campaigned uh, much more aggressively than he than he governed, right? Uh, and I, it's I think that experts that I talk to say that Bill Twelve, <coughs> excuse me, the turn off the taps legislation, is unconstitutional, and certainly BC would would seek an immediate injunction, you know, to get it overturned. Uh, there's probably enough. Uh, you know, gasoline and diesel and what have you in, in tanks in BC that it wouldn't cause them any immediate uh, disruption. So, uh, you know, there was a, a Premier Kenny on the campaign trail and Premier Kenny now that he's uh, actually sworn in and, and governing uh, two different animals, I think. Um, Darren Billis came out uh, today urging the Premier to not uh, turn off the taps. Um, I guess, you know, just saying that it's going to um, harm the relationship even more. And I'm not sure how much attention was even paid, was paid to that at this point uh, or not. But uh, pretty much saying the exact same thing as you're saying is, uh, yeah, it could cause a lot more grief than it's worth right now. Well, I, I think that, that the whole notion that, that Premier Kenny can do anything more than, than <laughs> Premier Notley did is uh, unfounded. There's no basis for it. I mean... Uh, Alberta, including Mr. Kenny, has long argued that only the federal government has jurisdiction over interprovincial pipelines. So if that, if only Justin Trudeau can fix the mess, uh, if that was true when we had Premier Notley, how is it going to be any different now that we have Premier Kenny? Well, and that's the thing. I, I just, um, I, I keep thinking that there's folks out there who actually believe that um, Premier Kenny will click his heels together, wave a magic wand, and we'll have pipelines. And that's not the case. Well, here's a problem, and this is a story I told in the book, uh, and uh, but it's not well known. Is uh, uh, now Premier Kenny is actually partly responsible for the problem that we have, as as is former Premier Notley, because the the uh, government of the BC NDP government of John Horgan knew from the from a few days after it formed government of June of 2017 that it could not stop 
the Trans Mountain Expansion Pipeline. They had legal advice of that. We didn't learn that until mm. May of 2018 uh, during an exchange between George Heyman, the Environment Minister, and Liberal MLAs. But we know it now, and we know very well what Horgan and Heyman were doing by introducing that regulation that would, that might, or uh, they were said they were going to consult about the regulation that would restrict Dilbit shipments in Trans Mountain Pipeline. What they were doing was crowding into the federal jurisdiction to make Kinder Morgan nervous. And what happened, of course, is we we uh, had the wine war and we had all sorts of belligerence over for months between Premier Notley and, and, and B.C. And all that did was make Kinder Morgan nervous enough that it quit spending money on the... Yeah. and then had to be bought out. So if belligerence got us into the situation we're in now with TMX, it, it's a mystery to me I, how more belligerence belligerence will get us out of it. I love that. The wine war. I think I'm going to have that at my house tonight, actually. <laughs> Markham, um, you, even uh, during uh, after he was sworn in today, kind of his, his first uh, comments to reporters who had gathered there, he had doubled down on the commitment to um, getting the getting pipelines and went as far as saying, you know, east, north, south, or which, you know, he was naming off all the directions. And and again, I, I wonder how much of these are just talking points and, and, and you know, telling people what they want to hear, but how actually realistic they are. Uh, Jalen, not only is it talking points, he's, he's actually not being honest with Albertans about how bad things are. Because not only is uh, TMX, okay, so it got delayed, and we're hoping that in June we're going to get a, uh, a new approval from uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, and maybe construction will start in 2019. But in the last little while, we've had an, an, a delay, another delay announced to the Line 3 replacement, so that uh, the Minnesota Utility Commission told uh, Enbridge that it was going to be another 6 to 12 months before it issued permits. And, and I think we, you can count on 12, not 6. So that's been delayed, let's say, a year. Uh, industry right now is anticipating that any day TransCanada will announce that Keystone XL down you know, south of the border is going to be delayed another year. Uh, Kenny says that he's going to cancel the 120,000 barrel a day uh, rail uh, shipment contract that Notley had announced. I, it's nothing but bad news on the on the shipment uh, on the oil shipment front, and and none of these things gets resolved right away. And there's not aside from the 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 rail contract, there is absolutely nothing that Jason Kenney can do about yeah. it. I mean, even if he were talking about a new rail north or a new rail east, that's years and years mm-hmm. and years down the road. Yeah, I think it was on uh, your Twitter account uh, today, and if you want to follow Markham, you can do so on Twitter at Political Ham, and at political ham is his twitter handle and it was um i think it was headlined a lot of jobs some about the the number of jobs like 16 19,000 jobs are gone and they're never coming back well the petro lmi which is a calgary-based uh, consultancy uh they issued a study about three four weeks ago and they said that based on our estimates uh, because of the drop in capital investment, we expect that Alberta, well, the Canadian oil and gas industry, which is mostly Alberta, is going to lose 12,500 jobs in 2019. 
So mm-hmm. let that sink in for a little bit. The Premier Kenny ran on job creation, and here we have a, a very uh, well-respected uh, organization saying that we're going to lose 12,500 jobs. Wow. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, we're only right at the very beginning of the oil and gas companies and the service companies beginning to adopt digital technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, automation, robotics. All of that, those new technologies are already destroying jobs in the, so the people that I'm talking to, the experts that I'm talking to are saying, once a job disappears in the oil patch, it's very likely not coming back. It'll be replaced by technology. So that's where I think the, the estimate or the, the opinion that those jobs are not coming back, that's where it comes from. Markham Hislop joining me this afternoon. One of the things, and I've, I've, I've just received a couple of texts on this front uh, as well. I mean, the talking points that we were talking about, uh, Premier Kenny's, the talking points and, and doing this, 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 and this. If nothing else, it does sound good and it sounds very strong and it sounds like a very strong leader and I'm going to kick butt till we get this done, which um, you know, he sounded like during the entire campaign, certainly sounded like it again today. I'm curious to know what you think is going on inside Premier Horgan's office right now, now that Jason Kenney's been sworn in? I think he and George Heyman are sitting around with a, with a, with a, uh, a glass of scotch, uh, having a, sharing a good laugh, because they, there is nothing, there's nothing Kenny can do. I mean, on Trans Mountain expansion, um, it literally is up to Trudeau. Uh. Uh, I, uh, for, frankly, I think I think Horgan and Heyman have accepted the fact that TMX is going to be is going to be it's built. Going to be they, built. Okay. You know, they they've done the politics and they put up a good fight and they've caused a lot of trouble for for the federal and, and Alberta governments. And but they're kind of coming to the end of their string. I, I think they see that Trudeau is determined to push this through and, and it is going to get built. But, but the big question, and this is. This is where Kenny actually, one of the good ideas he had during the campaign, he proposed a, a, an energy corridor out to Prince Rupert mm-hmm. from, from Alberta. And I, and I did the same thing in my book, actually. And and I think that's a, a terrific idea. And I, and I think that if he wanted to show some progress, that's the, the project that he would be working on so that we can build... You know, not the next pi- pipeline, but maybe the ne- the another two pipelines or three pipelines if necessary. I- explain the idea of an energy corridor for my listeners who might not have heard this before. There's the big issue around pipelines these days, of course, is it's not even provincial governments. It's it's uh, it's First Nations and Indigenous communities that are the uh, the biggest impediment because you cross traditional territories, and in BC, of course, they're all it's all unceded territory. Huh. And so that it, it just it, it really complicates matters. And uh, there's a fellow named Calvin Helene, who is a BC entrepreneur, and he's also a member of the uh, Lashqualam uh, First Nation around Prince Rupert. And he's been working for the last five years on an energy corridor, basically from Prince Rupert to Fort McMurray. And he did it the right way. Uh, he's a very smart guy. He's a lawyer and uh, and an author. And he went and he talked to all of the 31 First Nations along that route first. He negotiated, he discussed, and, and, he, and, he, and he built the consensus among those communities. And they signed on to a, a, a pipeline corridor. And so all of the hard work of, of uh, bringing the First Nations on board has been done. And if, pre, if a Premier Kenny were to 
you know, make approaches to those communities and to Eagle Spirit Energy and and try to get a working relationship going, uh, that would, I think, go, go a long way. And it, if nothing else, would be very good optics for a new premier. Um, we're talking, uh, we're looking at the cabinet being sworn in today, Markham, and uh, Sonia Savage, the uh, MLA for Calgary Northwest, has been, has been named Minister of Energy. That's going to be a damn big file for her. Well, you know what, uh, Ms. Savage is uh, is a lawyer. She's got a master's degree in law. She worked in Enbridge Pipelines for a long time. She was a couple of years at the Canadian Energy Pipelines Association uh, in charge of their regulatory. So she's she's very familiar with C69. She's done presentations and and, and uh, uh, you know appeared before Parliament on that sort of thing. So she at least has a lot of industry knowledge. I mean, that was one of the that was even though the not the government, in my opinion, actually did a, a much better job on energy policy than they were given credit for. They never had any industry people from industry inside the cabinet who who knew the players and speak spoke the lingo and you know basically could earn their respect around the board table. That, that was a big problem. Sonia Savage uh, at least corrects those those issues knows the industry so we'll see how well she performs but she at least comes in with uh with some industry credentials awesome and uh, also interesting today and just wanted your thoughts on this that uh, premier kenny named an associate minister of natural gas uh dale uh, dale nally your thoughts on that I'm not sure that Albertans understand just how uh, how what kind of trouble the the Alberta natural gas industry is in. It uh, the American shale uh, basins yeah. are much closer to our traditional Eastern Canadian markets and our and even our American markets, and they've been slowly pushing uh, Alberta producers out of the market, making it more more and more difficult. And they've driven down the price. I mean, there were times uh, last year when Alberta producers were paying their customers to take their gas, which is clearly uh, that's unsustainable. And, and everybody's been looking for, trying to think of a solution. Well, LNG off the West Coast is certainly the best solution. Uh, and so I would imagine that the Minister of Natural Gas will try to do what he can to work with uh, the federal government and, and uh, propo- LNG project proponents. Uh, there's also the issue, according to Chris Bloomer, CEO of SEPA, who I interviewed today, uh, more infrastructure is needed, so we may be looking at some more gas pipelines or upgrades to the existing, the existing system. But that, 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 that issue around natural gas is, has got to be resolved because we've got a junior and mid-cap and natural gas production uh, sector of the oil patch that's in real trouble. I mean, a lot of the little companies are bleeding red ink, and some of many of them have failed, and they, so uh, Premier Kenny has got to come up with some way to to fix that, uh, and and it's also his natural constituency. I mean, if you listen to a lot of his rhetoric and stuff, it's not he's not talking uh, like he's partnering with the oil sands. He's talking about that those junior and the small, you know, tradi- the, the ones that built kind of built the Alberta industry. So that's the, those are his folks. And I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to deliver. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Mark, and I really appreciate your time once again. Always great to talk with you. Um, and I ask, I think I've ended every interview with you <laughs> over the past <laughs> few months asking about this and about, um, you know, approval of, uh, of trans of TMX. I was talking with someone the other day who was confident that it was actually going to be delayed until after the election. I don't. 
I don't know. Um, the, the here's the argument for for approving it and getting started right away. The, they're actually contrary to what Albertans think. There's actually are more people in BC that support uh, that support TMX than oppose it, and a lot of the TMX. Um, uh, opposition is centered around the Lower Mainland, and in particular around Metro, you know, around the Vancouver, Burnaby uh, areas. So the Liberals did their calculations early on after they approved TMX mm-hmm. in 2016, and we had a couple of Liberal strategists say, look, we've done the numbers, we're going to lose two, maybe four seats max, we think we're okay with that. And I, I'm not sure that that calculation has changed much. So if if they if the calculation has not changed much, then what's what's the the downside to getting started now? I mean, he, for his middle of the road voters in BC, uh, they might approve uh, the start of construction on TMX. So it would be very interesting. I'm, I'm not entirely sure what the conversations are in the PMO these days about this issue, but I'm not convinced that the, that it's going to be delayed until after the, uh, the federal election. Mark, I'm always great to talk to you. I appreciate your time. Jalen, have a nice day. We'll, we'll talk to you. Uh, look forward to our next conversation. There you go. Markham Hislop, the publisher of Energy News. You can check out his book as well. Brand new. It is uh, the Alberta, the new Alberta Advantage is uh, the name of the book. You can follow him on Twitter at Political uh, Ham as well. It's-